0: good afternoon everybody welcome to the matt townsend show i'm your host dr matt townsend your relationship coach your guide on the side and today, have we got a show for you. I just broke into song like Oprah. That was my Oprah moment. Is that... give me a free car now? No. Okay, well, I we don't like these car? Oprah moments. <laughs> this isn't really Oprah. This is the Matt Townsend show. You didn't think we actually fell into Oprah. I mean, I did the voice. Still the same show.
1: A Girl Can Dream.
0: Yep. I've never heard you say that. <laughs> Are you the girl dreaming? I mean, hypothetically, is that, did you bring that, is that you having that dream? It's a metaphor, Matt. It's a metaphor. No, but it's like you use the phrase. I mean, that's, it's a metaphor. Let's talk about that for a minute because um, earlier today I'm like, uh, I I said, what would make a guy have an affair? Okay. I I asked that to Bryce Levon Tobin and he, Bryce, tell us what you said. I said, because there's one reason there's one reason that a man no merit you have to respond to this
2: i'm really interested there's I one re- like there's only one reason that a man would life. have
1: an affair go bryce it's because my wife just isn't listening to me talk about my feelings <laughs>
0: why are you laughing he was sincere
2: i was actually weeping
0: that no i saw no <laughs> weepage <laughs> So isn't that interesting? He's trying to tell you how his feelings are. Mm -hmm. And you just laughed. I really think that's
1: why men have affairs. I think that's really more, you know, making a case for how awful our pre-show prep is and how we say terrible, awful things and sort of like get it out of our system. And then I brought it up. (laughs) So that's fine. No, it's fine. It was funny. There's a
0: magical teaching moment because it's so ridiculous. (laughs) It's so ridiculous, except. I think that there's some women out there that think that
1: men don't actually have feelings that they ever want to share. Just have hunger and uh, that's probably it. Actually. Hungry and other <laughs> urges
0: ends. that need to be dealt with. Now, here's the deal. You giggled without even meaning to. Oh, it, I meant to. You chortled.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: You, you guffawed.
2: I wouldn't go as far as the guffaw. Yeah, but, but you
0: chortled. Okay. It wasn't a chortle even because it didn't get the ort out but you got to you 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 kind of giggled kind of do you not believe that men also have feelings to share and they need you to listen to or why would you laugh
2: i think that men do have feelings
0: wrong see that's where you're wrong <laughs> we trapped
1: you no, keep going.
2: Keep going. I They're, think they do they have feelings. Do. Do. I don't think they need someone to listen to their feelings as See? much. As uh, that's can
1: do. you
0: know, is there research on this, or do you just are you just coming from your gut?
2: Um, both. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> from experience, you're kind of on the ball.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you,
0: yeah. I'm feeling just as somebody that's done this for years that you're pretty close. You're right on.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool.
0: Yeah, it's I've interesting because then I've had people that sit there and say, don't tell me what men need because men are all different and everyone – there is no universal male need except we use it all the time in our gut. It's like, oh, I don't sense that that was real.
2: Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But we've got research on it today, don't we, Merit? We do. Oh, I love research.
2: Yeah is this exciting? This is exciting. So guess what? I did research men and women cheating and why they do it. Okay, let's talk about okay, that for a you minute. you want to hear? Is there
0: let's a, let's talk about infidelity. Isn't it just because <laughs> they're a bunch of pigs?
2: No. We'll see this. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I was initially going to disagree with that and yeah. I thought about it a little bit. Now, the interesting thing is it doesn't seem like we really know why a person cheats. Obviously, that's pretty. There's probably 50 there reasons, right? there are trends. Yes. In the reasons. Okay. For example, a lot of research just goes to show that This is kind of an obvious one, so I thought it was really funny when I read the article. Men have stronger sexual impulses, and so they have a harder time. What? Yeah.
3: Hold
0: it! My mind just exploded about it. Yeah. See, but again, is that really true, Or, or aren't we all just alike?
2: We are.
0: Because some would argue, don't say that women have less strong impulses. Don't say that. But no. they will say, but um, but men do have strong impulse. I mean, it seems to go both ways.
2: Yeah, I would say it goes both ways. It I does. would say we'll see where we can be equal without being exactly exactly. The same. So yeah, studies show yeah men are a little more impulsive when it comes to that.
0: Apparently, men have more Good. testosterone in their bodies. Yeah,
2: they just don't think about it, think right. it through quite as much. Right. On the other hand, it's really interesting. Um, there are a little more complicated reasons to why yes, a woman would cheat. Yes, let's complicate
0: it a Here's little one, bit. one. Um, By why a woman would cheat.
2: Yeah, this let's is one there. that has been in the news recently. And that is that when women are more prosperous in their jobs, when they yes. have more financial independence, they're more likely to cheat.
0: Which just seems weird.
2: Yes and no. That so makes the sense because they're independent. Um, yes. So there aren't as many consequences. Mm-hmm. If they're financially independent, there won't be as much to deal with if something goes wrong. Right.
0: What's the worst thing? But you also uh,
2: if they're more financially independent, usually often their relationships with their husbands aren't as great. Really? Yeah. Because men might feel threatened by
1: that. Apparently. I've And I've yeah. actually – yeah, I believe that. I see that with clients that. every day. Yep. Matt, how did you feel when your wife was actually making money and you weren't? I loved it.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> well. We were loaded. Because she was a teacher.
3: Oh, and I was her.
1: a Raking in the dough. <laughs> I was in
0: school and she was a school teacher. I was in college, university, and I've never felt richer than that two years. Oh, man. We we ate out. We went to dollar movies. <laughs> You spent with impunity. Oh man, we were just loaded. So I loved it. I felt no intimidation.
3: That's good. However, that's when she
0: could actually bench press more than me, that freaked me out. That was a bit weird? Yeah. That was a different thing.
1: When she, when I know she can take me and like just like beat me down, I don't. That's scary. Whenever I go to the gym, I respect a woman who can squat more than my whole body weight. Okay? Yeah. When I I see her load on the 200 pounds, I'm like, go for it, hon. Yeah. Go for it. You win.
0: Hey, no, take my place. Take my place. Just move along.
1: Like, I could just get on the bar if you want me to. (laughs) This is is great.
0: We're kind of wusses. So I loved it. I like strong women.
2: Great. Unless they hurt you. Unless they
0: hurt you. Then we need to talk. (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't seem to work. What else have you learned in all your research?
2: Um, Another thing here's a new one, and this is kind of a more recent development. Um, that men are more, they they want it all. They want it all. Hold it. So you always hear of the woman yeah. wanting it all. Yeah, you always think yeah. it's the woman that but wants really, it all. really, men are a little more obsessed with that. They oh. want the good family life and the good job.
1: We're the romantics. Yep. Really?
0: We want yeah. it all?
2: So men want it all more often than women.
0: Because I always hear my clients saying, men only want one thing. Burritos. Burritos and enchiladas. <laughs> but apparently men want it all. They want the money. They want the life. They want the kids. Yep. They want it all. They
2: want everything. Portia. And women kind of have a, I don't know, a smaller definition of success. I mean, they don't have quite as inclusive. Fewer women in the survey that they did included having a really good family life as part of their definition of success.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. What? I- I that know. Seemed, isn't that where did they do this study? It seems like a really weird audience. Probably was it of like felons? They were in, professionals. Okay. So okay. Yeah. So, so in people who are probably yeah. already career oriented.
2: Yeah. yeah. So the interest. Yeah. It says that seventy-nine um, percent of men said having it all included having a strong, loving marriage, while only sixty-six percent of women said the same.
0: Yeah, that's so strange. Maybe yeah. it's because they don't fathom having one. <laughs> Do you think?
2: I don't know. So a few people in this article had some arguments. Um, some people just said that men are more obsessed with success.
3: Yeah. I think so.
2: Some people said that um, men were more likely to include marriage and family in their definition of having it all because typically they don't do as much of the nitty gritty. Yeah. Having a home and family. Right. So since they don't have to change their kids' diapers as much, they think, yeah, that's great. great."
0: (laughs) That's part of great means a nanny. Yeah. And a cleaning lady.
2: That would be great. Right? Yeah.
0: Stuff like that. I mean, that seems great to me. That seems like a wonderful having it all life. (laughs) Even though, yeah, nanny. Yeah. But see, maybe the ladies are like, "Mm."
2: no. Yeah. And here's another one. Having children doesn't mean as much sacrifice professionally for men. Yeah, I mean, historically, usually I have sure, to have huh? some yeah. months off if they want to have a family. Like, That's true. it will definitely impact their health and well-being oh, and yeah. their ability to go to work way more than it would impact men. So, do you, so do you see work?
0: a shift? There's, there's, it's shifting. It's got to be shifting now, don't you think? Probably, yeah. Because it's like you know, years ago we didn't change diapers, but in my generation was probably the first
1: diaper changing generation. It's
0: True, and it was a nightmare.
1: I think <laughs> your generation, if we're if we're using my American, generation, meaning forty, I'm forty four. Okay, so America's Funniest Home Videos, that was when you were yeah. just out of high school, right? Yeah, we call that the Saget generation. The sa- <laughs> okay, the Saget generation. Bob Saget, right. wasn't that his I name? I remember the funniest like, little montage that America's Funniest Home Videos ever did. Was about diapers. Well, it was dads changing diapers for the first time. Yeah. And it was just like four and a half minutes <laughs> of grown men. Yeah. Gagging. See, that's when it, that yelling. Happened. Well, see, and a
0: lot of people don't remember these days because before our generation, dads weren't allowed to ever touch a child ever. No, I don't know if that's true. But they never did. <laughs> they never changed them. I mean, I it was very rare. We were like now, I mean, our parents would look at us like, wow. Look at him just change that diaper.
1: You know where you know where the diaper goes, Matt? Oh, that's weird.
0: It was weird. That's weird. That's I think when the genie was invented. The diaper genie. <laughs> what was that? It's just something you could throw your diapers in oh, as a dad and gotcha. not have to walk out to the trash. It makes it disappear. Mm-hmm. It makes the – yeah. It just stows it away in a hermetically sealed little box until you can bring out the surprise for later. It's Things are changing. But I don't know – I wonder if that's impacting
2: women. Yeah. Well, I think – here's a theory of mine that I think might be interesting. Yeah. I don't know that having it all – I don't know that women I think if they're already professional and are already pursuing a career, maybe having it all isn't is like family, maybe they have a more realistic view of it, yeah, maybe they're because already I think in that. that women have tried for so long to have it all, and that's kind of been this thing mm-hmm. for probably the past twenty thirty years right, and so they kind of realize that having it all probably you maybe. You'll have a great career, but your family life won't be as good. Or maybe your family life will be great and you'll have to That's make some sort of compromises. But now that men are being more involved in the family, maybe they haven't quite gotten to that point where they think that compromise is necessary. They haven't experienced it quite enough. So.
0: Oh, I think you're onto something there.
2: Yeah. So I think, I think having it all for me does include having a family.
0: For me, it includes family. It includes abs.
2: Abs. Okay.
0: And it includes uh, – I guess you have to have money. That's it. Okay. That's it.
2: Family abs and money. Family okay. abs and <laughs> money. going to write that In that down. order.
0: Well, you need religion. You want God, body, spirit, mind. Wow. There you go. See? It's no big deal. <laughs> I'm a highly trained professional. Um, let's do this, though. One more question for you. Okay. This is huge. Okay. And you tell me if you think there's a gender difference in marriage on this. Okay. Spiders.
2: Like, for real?
0: Like, are you one who, when you see a spider, you're like, you're going to die. And you chase that spider and get it. Or do you think, where's my dad? Or where's my husband? Honey, get that spider. Because a lot of times guys get thrown because you obviously assume we're the hunter. That we would be okay killing a spider.
2: You know what? I would assume that. And I feel like that's okay. Okay. (laughs) But mostly just because. Now, actually, spiders, I usually call my dog. Like, if. I don't have a dog with me Holy. in college, but at home, that was like... Can
0: your dog get a Kleenex and get a spider and then put it in the toilet? No,
2: but he sure can smash them.
0: He does? does yeah. Does he, like, pounce on it? Yeah. That's a good Like a dog. cat,
2: you know, like a cat with a ball of yarn. Yeah. It's like, that's my dog, except for the spider. <sighs> and then sometimes he eats it afterward, but there's no judgment going on there, so... I think
0: if we're going to be entirely fair here, women should kill half of the insects in the house. At least four of the legs. Or
1: I guess mm-hmm. if they're insects, three of the legs. Yeah, you Right. Arachnid's fourth legs. <laughs> wow.
0: That's a level of detail I wouldn't have gone. i
1: If we're saying yeah. they're already symmetrical creatures, right. <laughs> we can easily identify half I of them. have
0: family members, I won't name names, where the husband is afraid to kill him.
2: You so, know, that's okay. Have you ever seen the movie Annie Hall? Yeah. There's that great scene when she calls him up. And asks him to kill a spider, and she, he goes in with a tennis racket, and it takes him like five minutes. It's yeah. one of the most hilarious. Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, clearly,
1: there's space between the edge of the racket <laughs> and the actual. What would you call it, the net? Yeah. The wiring, the,
2: <laughs>
1: the strings, the strings of, a racket. of the racket.
0: It is, so he'd never
2: yeah. get. It's one of the most hilarious things. See, I So, yeah, no, I think it's okay, but I... But I like
0: it when my wife calls me... See, I don't like killing spiders or But you like
2: it when your wife calls you to kill a spider? And she says, can you
0: kill the spider? Because I'm like, she's calling on my manliness. Yeah. And then I usually take my shirt off. Okay. Just so I flex and look (laughs) good. And then I run around the house chasing a spider. Now, I thought I was a man because I was... Doing the manly thing. Mm -hmm. That's probably my, you know, evolution in my head. I'm turning into the man. Well, today I was driving here today. And um, you ever just sat there and you're driving and you think that you get this thought like, I think someone's watching me. Yeah. Well, I looked up right on my ceiling of my car where there was a, uh, where there was, you know, where you turn your, like open your sunroof. Right there. There was a spider. Burn the car. I'm going, 70, it, it, I'm going 72 miles an hour. Now, again, I've killed, I'm, again, other than killing billions of animals on Deer Hunter 2014. I didn't hunt 14. There it is. Um, <laughs> we made it. Other than killing billions of animals on that, which obviously shows I'm a man. I've also killed trillions of spiders in my day and a few vermin and rodents that would mm. attack my family. Yeah. Well, I look up and there's a spider and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going 72 miles an hour <laughs> and there's a spider. And it was looking at me weird. It was giving me the eye. Like, hey man. you well, got- it was actually the eyes. They have like, a bunch <laughs> of them. It's
1: giving you six of the six eyes. Six
0: eyes. And it's like, are you looking at me? Are you going to smash me? So then I just casually, I tried not to, very nonchalantly, tried to get a Kleenex or anything I could get. Luckily, I had a um, gun, nap, a napkin. <laughs> And uh, grabbed it. Seven, I slowed down to 70. Good. My heart is racing. I think I even squealed. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, ah! ah! Well, I actually didn't squeal that, but I grabbed for it. And um, I pulled away, and it was gone. And I looked down, and it was now hanging from a thread about a foot from my face. Not a foot. Less than a foot. Six inches from my face. So what would you do?
1: Yeah, I would just crash. I was just like, we're done.
0: Game over. I was about to run into the wall of I-15. And instead, I screamed again and threw the napkin (laughs) to the window where the passenger sits. Now, hopefully my wife's not listening because that's her seat. (laughs) And and I thought to myself, whoa, I hope nobody saw that because that was very, I don't know, sissy-like. Freaked out. And then I'm like, I don't know where the spider is now. My friend once had a snake come out of his air vent. No, I've heard that. That's not right. That's not okay. So I think if we want everything to be exactly the same, then women need to take on half of the murdering of animals
2: What if I just catch it in a cup and let it outside?
0: Well, that's great. But when you're heading 60, oh, by the way, finish (laughs) the story, that spider that I threw from the web, no, it landed, didn't notice it, on my drink
1: in or on on
0: top of my drink (laughs) container holder and I I didn't notice it and I lifted it up and I saw it that same spider now it's like four inches from my head and how do you get rid of it that way except the (laughs) you
2: just chuck the whole thing out the window (laughs) I spit air
0: I blew air it was an air blow spit moment and I spit it across the car again right now there's a spider in my car I'm so scared currently building a nest currently building a nest and in, Calling it for friends. the sake of gender equality honey if you're listening I need you to be ready to get the spider when I get home because it's scaring me today we're talking gender differences and marriage it doesn't just have to be the man that uh, kills the spider and it's not just the men that cheat women cheat too We've got the expert of all experts, somebody who's been working with a 25-ish year study with the National Institute of Health. It's a big deal. We're going to find out what is it that men really want in their relationships according to this study and what do the ladies really want. It's going to be a real eye-opener. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back to the Matt Townsend show. Was that mic on when I said it's time? Good, because I did it that right before we came on. Hey, uh, Victoria's running the board today. Sky Boy, if you're wondering, he's out. We had to we send him out to get shots uh twice a year. He needs his immunizations. <laughs> he's a very fragile. He's a fragile child. So he's out getting his shots and uh delousing. What else do they do in this checkup? Uh Draw blood? They probably draw blood. Um, IVs. Anyway, so if you're wondering, because I know a lot of you are fans of Skyboy, and you're always like, "Where's Skyboy?" Well, he's getting his yearly, twice yearly checkup, but he'll come home clean. Oh,
1: He's going to get chipped too.
0: Chipped. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're chipping him. We've lost him a lot. We don't want to lose him again. It's almost like he sounds like he, he sounds like he's an animal. Not. He's not. We Great might, kid. Super valuable. We
1: might get him some flea medication just yeah. in case. But he
0: actually, we fixed that because he said those weren't his fleas.
1: <laughs> there's someone else. And fleas.
0: actually, the doctor said they weren't even fleas. They said they were actually a bigger bug that eats fleas. Terrifying. Fixed. Too bad Sky's not here or he could defend himself. That's what you get. Hey, uh, our own Bryce L- uh, Lavender Tobin is we're, joining we're us. doing colors now? <laughs> I'm running out of L's. So Bryce, uh, you have heard this this myth you want to debunk?
1: Uh, yes, that uh, not not everyone the dating pool is not equal. It's not everyone you know. It's not date for date with everyone. It's not. And so some people you hear a lot that that people are in, you're not dating because
0: guys are intimidated.
1: I don't know if that's right. Yeah, let's blow that up. Which
4: one's the blow up one? I don't know.
0: Just blow it up with the just blow it up. This Victoria's trying to find
1: the button. Oh. Look, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but I'm about to rant. This is the Bryce's right. You know, I found some interesting data that says educated women tend to get married less. So why is that? Which stereotypes can I use to explain this? Whenever I hear some women talk about reasons why they or someone else isn't dating much, they'll say it's probably because men are intimidated by them. I'm never entirely sure what this means. Intimidating how? There's so many aspects to male intimidation. Are they talking about physical intimidation? Because this is mostly about size, but more specifically height. And this is an uncommon, but still possible situation. But height doesn't really reflect your level of education. They're two totally separate things. Another way to intimidate a guy is by being physically threatening. Once again, this isn't easy for lots of women to achieve simply due to biological differences. Besides, getting a degree doesn't really lend itself to learning multiple styles of martial arts, getting into tip-top shape, or acquiring any scars. In fact, it does quite the opposite. Is it that educated women are socially intimidating? This one's possible. But this one also is self-inflicted on those that feel intimidated. Maybe Maybe it's just me, but I find myself drawn towards successful people. Think about it. They're doing something right. Maybe there's something to learn or gain from them. If women find themselves with a lot of educational or professional success and lots of failure in their personal lives, don't blame it on your success intimidating boyfriends away. If you need to be unsuccessful to get the guy because your successes make him feel bad about his lack of success, you don't need that guy. So really, social intimidation might be the intimidation that you're referring to, but you're better off without guys that make themselves into victims of social intimidation. And this could only be a problem if there wasn't a lot of social options. Maybe there's a few small colleges out there, but for the most part there's lots of people around any campus. For every guy that wants to relive the glories of the 1950s, there's another one out there with at least half a brain on his shoulders. So I figure, it's really only a matter of time. Why do educated women take longer to reach the point of marriage? It's because compared to their less educated peers, they essentially take a 4 to 11 year hiatus from the dating world. It's not that they're less desirable or harder to marry, it's just that they're harder to find because they're huddled away in a corner of the library surrounded by a barricade of books. They're busy doing other things. And you know what? That's okay because the research also shows that when educated women do get married, they have the better marriages. Alright, I'm out. And remember, don't forget to be awesome. How could we not be awesome? Well, you could try and relive the 1950s.
0: Yeah, that was that wouldn't be so
1: awesome. That's okay. We did it. You know, we found out it doesn't work. We're better now.
0: You uh, did you get that off your chest? Because I think you did great.
1: Ah, uh, thank you. I feel much better because whenever women talk about you know why someone isn't getting day, dates and stuff, and they say, "Oh, guys are just intimidated." I'm like, and cop out. Come on. See that we all need our out, right? Like, my, I mean, if it's always our fault. Yeah.
0: My favorite was just that women wouldn't date me because you know, it's hard to date someone with such a chest physique. Hair. Yeah.
1: Or chest hair. It's intimidating. Or back hair. It's reaching all the way up out of your shirt, onto yeah. your neck. Or just through your shirt. <laughs> Real thing, actually. I've seen it a few times. Yeah.
0: Have you seen that? I appreciate that. And I wish you wouldn't pull on
1: it. I, you know, it hurts. It's just asking for it.
0: So Merritt, there's no more, we've just blown it up. There are no more outs.
2: I'm going to have to find a new out. Like, I don't know what else to say.
0: You know what's a good one? Just say my, I, I just say my energy. My
2: energy. My energy sometimes
0: out. overwhelms people. Not
2: really? Because okay. yeah, I, I am just a bundle yeah, of energy yeah. all of the time. Yeah. My
0: charisma. That's what I used to say. Mm, my charisma just like overwhelms people. Yeah. Man, yeah, no, I've never said that. <laughs> that would actually never work. Hmm. I'm sad. I think I'm worried. Sky's at the clinic. Yeah. I just got this weird feeling that something's weird.
1: You got you got that hepatitis C feeling?
0: I don't know if it's that. That seems extreme.
1: I'm a little worried about it.
0: I think it's more like, what if Sky can't come back for a couple of days?
1: Uh, well... Like, what uh, if they
0: found something?
1: Well, good thing mm-hmm. he's out all week, and... Oh, see,
0: he, he do we already know he's out all yeah, week?
1: Yeah, he'll be back next week.
0: Oh, so they did find out they, it was life. They, they
1: did. They found Lyme okay. disease.
0: Lyme disease. <laughs> well... You know what? He'll want us. He's okay with us it's talking the swine about flu. it. But hey, what guy hasn't you know been unable to go to work because of lice?
1: I don't think that's happened since the '30s.
0: I know it's weird. It's an epidemic. It's an epidemic.
1: Anyway, I don't know how we got there, but we've got a
0: killer topic and a great guest, Dr. Terry Orbach, coming in today. She's gonna. She's been running a study. You may have heard of. It's a 25-year groundbreaking study from the National Institute of Health uh, funded it. It's on marriage and divorce. She's the director of the study, and she's going to let us in on some secrets. Maybe we're learning some things about uh, men and women and how we approach marriage and relationships. Dr. Terry Orbach will be with us right after this break. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, friends, to The Matt Townsend Show. Today we are talking about uh, an awesome subject, one of my favorites to discuss, because I grew up in a household, one boy, four women. And my parents divorced, so I was raised by what I affectionately call my pack of women. Loved them with all my heart, but they scared me a lot. And so I've always wanted to talk to a true blue expert on gender difference and marriage and who better to do that than our guest today our guest is dr terry orbach she's a therapist a professor at oakland university she's a research professor at the institute for social research at university of michigan and the director of a groundbreaking 25 year study that was funded by the national institute of health the study was on marriage and divorce and in that study she's found some pretty interesting things about gender differences with marriage, you can go to her website, Doctor drterrythelovedoctor.com. drterrythelovedoctor.com. She uh, has a PBS special, Secrets from the Love Doctor, that will be airing nationally starting in November. So she's gearing up for that. You can be looking for that on PBS. Anyway, we're so honored to have you. Dr. Orbach, thank you so much for joining us today.
5: Thanks for having me, Matt. Great to be here.
0: It really is fun to have somebody that has studied and spent so much time studying it. Tell us a little bit about your study and what your key learnings are.
5: Well, first I should tell you that it's a wonderful study because we've been following the same 373 couples now for over 27 years. Okay,
0: that's different than all studies, huh? Most of the time it's a one-time shot. You're doing it over a longitudinal study.
5: Exactly, and it's the longest-running study in the United States of married couples over time. And it's really important to follow the same couple so that you can see what affects them at different parts of a relationship. And And 46% of those couples have divorced over the last 27 years, which is exactly the national average.
0: Isn't that case? So 46% of the 300 and whatever have already divorced.
5: Yes, and we continue to follow the divorced individuals as well, and I should say for those people who are listening who are divorced, 71% of those 46% that got divorced actually found new love again. Oh, wow, great. So I think that's a really hopeful percentage that after divorce... You know, explored themselves, figured out what were the patterns that worked for them, and found new love again.
0: How great. I mean, really, so there's hope there. Do you happen to know how many of those that remarried have divorced a second time?
5: No, actually, I don't know that percentage. Just because that's one important.
0: that everyone always throws out there.
5: It's 44% that got remarried and then 27% that became repartnered. Love it. But I don't know yet in okay. terms of the percentage that got remarried how many divorced for the second time.
0: This is an amazing study because um, there this hasn't been done. So if you think about our knowledge of marriage and relationships, if we haven't done a study like this before, we're still fairly limited longitudinally in what's going to happen with couples, aren't we?
5: Yes, we really are, because most of what we know about relationships is based on therapists talking about their own clients or people writing about their own relationships. So we really are lacking a lot of good science, and science that's been following the same relationships for such a long period of time. That's great.
0: Do you see... And and how should we look at gender differences? I mean, it seems like, you know, some people have made a lot of money focusing on the men are Mars, women are Venus differences. But should are, are there in your study, are you seeing very real gender differences within marriage?
5: Yes, actually, I am finding real differences when it comes to marriage and relationships, Matt. I think I'm a psychologist, and what we know in psychology is that men and women are alike in so many ways, in so many other realms of life, but when it comes to relationships and love... I find in this study particularly that men and women are opposite in many ways. Hmm. Not every single behavior and not every part of a relationship. But really there's no denying it. I found major very surprising at times gender differences. Like what what are you finding talk about some of those differences?
0: Yeah, I mean let's because Again, we, we, we're, and I love that you brought up 90, whatever percent, we're so much alike. But when it comes to how we view a relationship, the purpose of a relationship, how you facilitate the relationship, there's real distinction.
5: There is real distinctions, and that may not be true in other realms of life. Right. For example, one of the things that I found very surprising is that men need affirmation, hmm. validation, being recognized, being cared for by their partners much more so than women do in relationships. And I'm talking about romantic relationships. Yeah. And in fact... What I found is that when the husbands in my study didn't feel like their wives often affirmed them, that couple, that marriage was almost two times more likely to get divorced over time. Really?
0: So just simple affirmation, true. simple validation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, right there, I could just hear this this sigh of all the women in the world. Uh, really? But it's important, right. exactly. isn't
5: it? And that happens all the time. But I think you have to look at men and women and say, what can you do with that finding? It's not on women to always make their male partners feel special and loved. It's also important for men to get affirmation elsewhere. Here's why. Women need affirmation too, Matt, but we're fortunate. We get it from lots of other people in our lives. We get it from our best friends, our sisters, our moms, our kids, even the stranger when I walk in the coffee shop who (laughs) says, Terry, I love your new shoes. Yeah. Those, all of those people, we get affirmation from. But unfortunately, men don't have the other people in their lives to get that affirmation. Yeah, right. So they really depend on it from their wives or their female partners. So women, yes. Do you want to give frequent affirmation, recognition, notice your partner often? Yes. But men also, you want to branch out and try to get that validation. Try to get those compliments. Try to get that affirmation from other people in your life.
0: Well, that might be an interesting little hook, huh? Because if you're getting it from somewhere else, if you're getting it from work, but you never see it from home, it might... Throw you a little bit, like, well, why does this lady at work always talk me up, and exactly. my wife never does?
5: And I think that's what happens. Men feel distressed when they don't get that affirmation in their relationship, and then they look for it elsewhere. Hmm.
0: That's, I mean, again, that seems like a no brainer, but but it's, it's validated.
5: It's yeah. enough, Matt, When I ask people, most people think that women are the ones that need the affirmation from their husbands more than Do they? men and okay. their wives.
0: Yeah. Men, men have really tender egos.
5: Yeah. <laughs> I I'm glad you're saying that and not yeah.
0: me. <laughs> but I mean, really, it's like everyone else thinks I'm great, but you never mention it. Well, I don't want your head to get big.
3: Mm-hmm. Well,
0: whatever. But that's huge. But you know
5: what I think is that we all need to be made Absolutely. to feel special. Mm -hmm. And when you're in a relationship, especially a long-term relationship, what happens I think, or what I have found in my study, is that things get busy. We get busy with work and kids or volunteering, trying to exercise and eat healthy and take care of our parents. And the first thing that goes on the back burner is our romantic relationship or our marriage. And so we need to take it off that burner and pay attention, make sure that that person knows that we still notice them yeah, and care for them.
0: So if if um, like affirmation is and recognition is a big deal for the guys, is there is there a corollary to the to the female?
3: Well, that,
5: not exactly a corollary, but one thing that I found that's really important for women is conflict and managing the conflict, resolving the conflict. Yeah. well. What I found in my study is that. Women hold on to disagreements or conflict for at least two to three days. She has a disagreement with her husband, and then they stop the disagreement or the conflict, and she goes off and she analyzes it, Matt, and she analyzes it again and again and again, and she thinks about it. And when she comes back to her husband and says, Honey, can we talk about what we were disagreeing last night? He doesn't remember because men do conflict differently. They do it and they let it go and they're on to the next thing in Mm. their life so what happens is, is when she asks him let's talk about it or can we go back to it and he says what were we talking about she gets upset feels like he didn't think what they were talking about was important right and they're back to disagreeing and she's upset again so Women need to resolve the conflict before they can go forward. Men resolve it quickly and they're on to it. I should tell you one interesting exercise that we did with the husbands and wives to really illustrate this. We brought the husbands in and we asked three questions. When was the last time you had conflict, what was the topic, and was it resolved? Now, the husbands had a really difficult time, each husband, to find or remember when was the last time I <laughs> had so a weird. disagreement. That's so weird. But all of them said it was resolved.
3: Oh, the boy. The female
5: or the wife of the husband would come in right afterwards, and she would know exactly when they were disagreeing <laughs> June last,
3: 15th,
0: what 4 the p.m. the
5: topic was. I'm sorry? No,
0: like June 15th, 4 p.m. Yeah
5: exactly exactly yeah. and it wasn't resolved
0: right isn't that interesting so oh, what a, how how lonely for awesome. her because she's been stewing on it since whenever and he actually thinks ah we got it
5: yes exactly
0: is that what exactly. leads Terry is that what leads to I mean 70 percent of the divorces they say are filed by women mm-hmm. so is That's that it. I mean if all of a sudden women think we're we, we haven't solved stuff and men are like ah we got that
5: Mm-hmm. That would I end think up Women in general think yeah. that way that um, they're trying really hard to resolve and to address issues. And I don't think men see the same meaning mm. in a difference or a disagreement, and so they think there's nothing wrong when women are still always trying to resolve. We know that women are more relationship-oriented as well, and so they're really analyzing all of their relationships more Matt, than men do.
0: It's so. It seems so natural. Everything you're saying. And let's do this, uh, Terry. We're talking with Dr. Terry Orbach. You've got to go check out her web- website www.terrydoctorterrydrterrythelovedoctor.com. Uh, we're going to come back and we're going to take a break. She's the author of the book. One book uh, has five best-selling books. One that we're talking about today: Finding Love Again. Six simple steps to a new and happy relationship. She's also got a PBS special coming out, Secrets from the Love Doctor, that'll start airing uh, November 2013. So that's right now. We're going to take a break with Dr. Terry Orbach. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show Hey, we're wrapping up our first hour of the show. We've got an incredible guest. Dr. Terry Orbach is joining us. She's a therapist, professor at Oakland University, research professor at the Institute for Social Research at the University of Michigan, and is the director of a groundbreaking study, 25 years plus, I believe, longitudinal study by the National Institute of Health. And the study was on marriage and divorce. Okay, So they've funded it. NIH has funded it. And what they're able to do in the longitudinal study is a lot of studies just, you know, it's just a one-time shot at that audience. But uh, Dr. Orbach goes back and back and back and keeps reassessing, re-evaluating this audience and starts to find out over 25-plus years what's really happening with marriage. We, uh, we welcome you back with us, Dr. Terry. Thanks for being here.
5: Thanks for having me, Matt. It's great.
0: And again, tell us about your PBS special, too. It's coming up this month. You can start seeing it nationwide.
5: It is coming out this month and into December. It plays in cities across the country at different times and days. It's called Secrets from the Love Doctor, and it's on all PBS stations across the country.
0: Awesome. So just go check your local listings, PBS, uh, your PBS station there. Secrets from the Love Doctor. You know, you've got your own pro there. <laughs> By the way, if any of you have a question for uh, Dr. Terry Orbach about the differences between uh, genders in marriage or really kind of any topic, really, because she, she knows it all, um, you can give us a call. one eight five five chat byu one eight five five chat byu And we'll let you uh, talk to... Dr. Terry Orbach, and ask your questions. Hey, um, so Terry, in all this work you've been doing, one of the things it seems like, starting to understand some of the differences, starting to understand some of these needs, like the different need a man has, or how he'll handle conflict differently than, than a woman, it, it, there's, there's got to be huge insight for just the average couple to know the basic differences.
5: I think that's really important, Matt. That once you understand the differences and you're aware of them between you and your partner, that really leads then to a stronger and happier relationship in the long term. Because if you expect that you're going to be similar, you're bound to get frustrated. So knowing and understanding the differences are key.
0: Wow, it's uh, I give me some more. Give me what? What do we need to know about? women in a marriage, like one thing you're saying, how they handle conflict, they don't tend to kind of let it go. Men kind of, right. you know, once we're done, we think we're done with it. Women might hang on to it a little bit more. What are some other things you're finding about women through the study?
5: Well, one of my favorite findings is the role of in-laws and and how that relationship either makes or breaks a marriage.
3: Hmm.
5: For example, when men feel close. To their in-laws, so their wife's parents, that couple is 20% less likely to divorce. So it's really positive when a husband feels close to his wife's family, because what that says to her is, I want to get to know your family, I feel close to your family, because you're important to me.
0: That's that's powerful. When you think of just being a father-in-law, you want to keep your kids' marriage together? Go be a great father-in-law.
5: Exactly. Inviting,
3: accepting
5: a lot about a father in law or a mother in law. Be get close to your son in law. But, Matt, when women feel close or they say they have a close bond with their in laws, that couple is twenty percent more likely to divorce. What?
0: (laughs) Okay, this is just messed up. (laughs) So it's a it's a neutral gain. If if everyone loves their in laws, it's a zero sum benefit.
5: Yes, probably. <laughs>
0: yeah, we cancel it. Now why, why would my wife loving her, my parents, increase the likelihood of divorce?
5: Mm-hmm. Well, it's now it's not suggesting that she shouldn't get along right. with your family or parents, or even accept them. But when she feels really close, she is unable to set boundaries. She's unable to take the critiques that she's getting about her parenting, about her work, about her life as just that. She takes them personally. She also sees them as meddling then. Hmm. So I think first women are unable to set those boundaries and they take things personally when they get too close to their in-laws. Second, I think what she sees is that those boundaries are unable to allow her to get close to her husband. Unlike men, she sees a lack of boundaries, getting too close to her in-laws as less time for her and her husband, less time for her and her own family. Oh,
3: interesting.
0: So she
5: really has difficulty with getting too close with her in-laws.
0: It seems like, too, in a weird way, uh, they... I hear more stories just in my own practice of mother-in-laws, daughter-in-law relationships fighting mm-hmm. than I do. It's almost like the guys kind of like, even if they don't like each other, they just, okay, well, at least let's not talk about it.
5: Mm-hmm. But
0: the, I mean, it seems like the conflict with a mother-in-law, daughter-in-law, means we we probably need to talk about it. And then we're right. talking about I mean, it. Here we go. High
5: conflict. Yeah, it's a high conflict relationship, mother-in-law, daughter-in-law, <sighs> and that's why it's a very difficult, challenging one as well. Both women are very relationship-oriented, and both women are unable to set boundaries, wow. un- unable to say no, unable to probably talk about it as well.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow, that's a big deal with the in-laws. So, guys, it's <laughs> be great father-in-laws, mom. Mother-in-laws set really good boundaries and stay out of the way.
5: Exactly. And don't criticize your daughter-in-law. I mean, I think that's really a golden rule, Or Don't give advice to your daughter-in-law unless you're asked. And, in fact, if you're asked, <laughs> yeah. allow her to ask a few times before you give.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because, really, if they really want to know, they'll ask multiple times. If they're not asking multiple times, walk away. What about just sneak in the advice through your son-in-law? Or through your son. <laughs> hey, honey, tell your wife that she really needs to bathe those kids more.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Ooh, That's don't do that. probably
5: isn't the best way nope, either. It's gonna... know, but telling your son might be okay, or talking to him about it, but not to tell your wife. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's really it's complicated, isn't it?
5: It is complicated. Not only do we have the family issues, but we also then have the gender issues. And I think when you're talking about in-laws, that's what comes up, the combination of gender differences and meanings of behaviors, as well as the family issues and trying to, you know, make peace in one's own family of origin at the same time that you have a new spouse.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. Talk about education. A lot of times we hear, you know, these more educated women, the more educated they are, the less likely they are to, to, to you know, be in a long term relationship because the husbands are going to get jealous. And I mean, what's really going on in your study when it comes to ed- more education a woman has and her ability or strengths in a marriage?
5: Well, what I found is actually the opposite to what you suggested or that other people found. What I found is that women do better in their relationships with more education. So the more education a woman has, the less likely she is to divorce over time really and and what i think is going on is that with education comes other kinds of resources and opportunities for women and with those opportunities gives her joint decision making in a relationship not more power but equality or equity yeah and so education for women is very positive in terms of the longevity or the long-term relationship.
0: Isn't that because, I mean, and I guess you can almost hear the echoes of days gone by where it's like, no, you ladies don't need an education. Just stay in the home and mother your children. But um, Mm -hmm. in a way, what you're finding is, no, get as much education as you can. It increases your skill set, your confidence levels, and it it makes you better at marriage.
5: It makes you better at marriage. It makes you more interdependent rather than dependent because you're going to find more social opportunities, friends. You're much more likely to have people you can count on and talk to outside of the relationship. And again, all of that really is positive for a relationship. We think that it might not be that we have friends, that we have opportunities, that we have people to talk to, but actually it's good for a relationship. Yeah. Isn't it? And, and the other thing that I found, Matt, that's, that someone on that same line about resources and opportunities is that the more religious a wife is, the less likely, again, a couple is to divorce over time. And it wasn't true for hmm. men or husbands. Okay, so the so, more
0: religious a wife is, the more likely we are to stay together. Correct. Not true for the man.
5: Not true for the men. There was no relationship for men, so it didn't go either way. But yes, for women, religiosity, so the more she goes to services, the more she participates Mm -hmm. in religious activities or events, the less likely the couple is to divorce or the more likely they are to stay together. And I think it's along the same lines of a woman's education that with education, just like with religiosity, being involved in a community, gives her social opportunities, gives her people to talk to, gives her social support, and not to be dependent on her husband, but to be interdependent in a relationship.
0: Beautiful. So it sounds, again, like one of the keys to longevity would be... uh, more abundance, create more abundant opportunities for education, for religiosity, and for learning and exploration for your wife. Don't just keep her stuck up in the house, shut in, barefoot, pregnant.
5: Exactly. And one of the other things that is along that same line is that the more women have time for self or space, Uh which means her own interests, her own hobbies, her own friends, again the happier the wife is in the relationship, as well as the more likely that couple is to stay together. So that's wow. another finding that's, yeah. again, uh, along those same lines. If you allow women, your wives, to have opportunities, whether it be education, whether it be religiosity, or whether it be space to explore her own interests and hobbies, it's better your relationship. Over oh, I the long love term. that.
0: I mean, it seems like I a no brainer.
5: I'm so glad you love it. <laughs>
0: that is so cool. I mean, really, we need to all be growing equally or this thing's not going to grow together. We're going to tip over because only one side's got a life and friends and space. We're going to take a break. We're talking with Dr. Terry Orbach, the author of the book, Finding Love Again, Six Simple Steps to a New and Happy Relationship. But check out our website, Dr. DR Terry The Love doctor.com. Terry with an I, Dr. Terry The Love Doctor.com. We'll be right back with more answers from Dr. Terry on uh, gender differences in marriage. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. You know, we're trying to give you the tools in your marriage so you know what on earth is going on. Have you ever just sat there and looked at your wife? One time my wife said, smell the garbage. So I went and smelled the garbage. And then I went back and sat down and watched the rest of the game. And she's like, you're not taking it out? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Uh, you're not taking the garbage out? I'm like, well, yeah. Do you want me to take it out? She's like, well, I asked you to take it out. And I said, no, you didn't. You asked me to smell it. I guess I took it just too literally. Well, we've asked Dr. Terry Orbach to join us. She uh, not only is a therapist and has been working on this forever, not that she's that old, but uh, she has a groundbreaking study that has been funded by the National Institute of Health for 25 years it's the longest running longitudinal study on marriage and divorce that's out there. So she's got some incredible uh, insight into that. She's the author of six be- or five best-selling books. One of them is called Finding Love Again: Six Simple Steps to a New and Happy Relationship. She's a national blogger, popular advisor on radio, TV, print, online. She also has a new PBS special that's coming out this month. So be checking your listings locally on PBS. For the for the show, secrets from the love doctor, and uh, you'll get all this insight from her there. And you can always go to her website, Doctor Terry Doctor Terry, welcome back to the show.
5: Thanks, Matt.
0: Really, you know, I, you don't know this, but you came to us by uh, by I I asked somebody who is the best, and it was it was somebody in the industry that you know. And um, that, that, you know, that understands the research side, but also understands how to talk so normal people can hear you. And he said, you. (laughs) He says, you're the very best. We got to have you on. So, boom, here she is. And I agree.
5: Oh, thank you. It's great to be here. Good questions. Great discussion.
0: Well, I got a new one for you. Is it true that women thrive on prayer? Yes, And it seems like that's because that sometimes is what they feel that's all they've got left. They've tried everything else, but they've only got a prayer now. <laughs> is that
6: what it is?
5: Well, I think, Matt, it has more to do with what we were talking about in terms of religiosity, that for, for women— Prayer connects them to a community. Prayer connects them to a group of individuals that they get support from, mm. that they can turn to, and that gives them an understanding that they may or may not be getting elsewhere. I love and that. And so I think having that support always helps us in our relationships, whether it be outside or inside that yeah. relationship.
0: Isn't that, and I guess to it. I mean when you think about like just you sitting alone and even saying a prayer, it's still a social activity it's still it's something you can do to connect with another being and exactly it seems like there's a there's a an immense forte there for the ladies to to th- that those connections are important um they, they also like I guess that's why conflict's such a big deal because if they have conflict in the relationship and they can't close out that conflict then the connections are probably limited for them.
5: Exactly, and I think in general, what we know from research, Matt, is that women are much more relationship-oriented than men, and that can be positive or negative, I'm not judging it, But when women are more relationship-oriented, they're constantly assessing and critiquing and analyzing their relationships. They want them to be positive, so they don't like conflict, and they want a relationship in a a, a lot of different aspects of their lives, Hmm. whether that be through prayer, or their children, or when they go to the gym, or their friendships, or their parent-child relationships. One of the other really interesting findings that's really different for men and women from my study is that women also enjoy what I call relationship talk. And relationship talk is talking about the relationship, (laughs) even when it's good and even when it's going well. Aren't we doing well together?
0: That's what you'll hear someone say, like my wife say, don't you think we're doing really well together? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, don't bring it up. Yeah, and that's that's,
5: or let's let's talk about us, and it's not in a negative way. It's not that there's a problem. It's that we love that we we we're reinforced. We like to talk about our relationships, especially with the person we're having the relationship with. (laughs)
0: But why do you think? Why do you think guys aren't as uh, wired to that end? Why would they not be just as interested?
5: Right. I don't think men like relationship talk. They're much less interested in relationship talk. And I think it's because when they do relationship talk or when they hear that their wife wants to do relationship talk, they automatically interpret it as there's a problem in the relationship and what did I do wrong? Yeah, I blew it. Yeah. And that's what men in my study would say that when their wife came to them and said you know we need to talk or let's talk about us they assumed oh no what's wrong now what did i do wrong now when that may not have been the intent or the meaning for the wife she just wants to talk like you said matt your wife wants to just talk about you guys it's so positive and What I think men don't understand is that relationship talk is like an aphrodisiac to women.
0: Yeah. I don't believe that. but no, I mean, I I know that and I teach that. But sometimes you wonder because sometimes it just seems like they're so unhappy, but they're really just trying to get their feelings out so they can have
3: joy.
5: Exactly. Or we like to vent or we like to get it out. Yeah. Um, It's not even necessarily that we want you to do anything with it. The other gender difference that I found is that when women come to men with a relationship problem, men want to fix it.
3: All right, let's get it over with. So yeah, fix
0: it. when
5: she brings up the relationship or wants to do relationship talk, automatically he thinks there's a problem, it's his fault, and he better fix it. Hmm. When, as women, we really just want you to listen. We want you to say, oh. Oh, man. I mean, I'm not talking about relationship talk conversations, but other conversations. Right. If we bring something up, like, to you about work that isn't going well, we just want you to sit there and shake your head and say, oh, that sounds terrible. (laughs) I'm (laughs) sorry.
0: That seems foreign to the the guy. Because, like, I wouldn't go up to my friend and say, hey, Jimmy, come here. Man, these people are killing me. And just start sharing my feelings. Mm
5: -hmm.
0: I would just, like, I would just give a line. Yeah, this bites. Right. And then he'd be like, yeah, let's go play ball.
5: <laughs> right, exactly. Okay. And we're
0: done. And now we're playing ball and we'll go get some food.
5: Right.
0: It's Isn't it's almost fun? like we're not supposed to get together. Have you ever thought of that, Terry? We're so opposite that we almost, when, you know...
5: Yes. When people ask me um, why the divorce rate is so high in the United States, which it's now 45 to 50 percent, right. I say, I don't think that's high. No. Because when you think about it, um, you've got two people coming together with different families, different neighborhoods, and in most cases, but not all cases, you know, two different genders right. Wow. Well. No wonder. Are we really supposed to be with the same person? <laughs> For so
0: long. Do you think I'm we romanticize to... it like we, we, we think it's so full of, you know, if you love me, you would understand me my way. Or if you love me, you would obviously want to touch me all day. And in reality, it's like, ah, I've got three kids and uh, four other things to do today. Do you, do we just over romanticize it or or what really are you learning for those marriages that are succeeding through your study? What What is the key? like paradigm that they have? Do they have an overarching way that they look at the marriage?
5: Yes. Actually, the overriding thing that I find from my long-term study is that happy couples have what I call realistic expectations. Mm, yeah. They don't have these, what you just said, these romanticized views of, of relationships, of marriages, of passion, of the lack of conflict. They know what relationships are and what they entail over time, that all relationships have ups and downs, that you're not always going to like me, right, Right. or like the things I do, Um, that we are going to disagree, because disagreements are inevitable if you are talking about the things that are important to you. So. If you have realistic expectations, you're not going to get frustrated because too many should statements equals frustration, and frustration eats away at the happiness in long term relationships.
0: That's huge. I mean, and again,
5: I agree. That is the number one reason I find in my long term study that couples do get divorced or are unhappy is they have unrealistic expectations and they get frustrated and then they become unhappy because I can follow the couples over time.
0: Right. And see well, and then it self-fulfills because if I, if I think it's unrealistic, then I just keep looking for examples of, see, oh, you did it again. Oh, you did it again. Oh, you did it again. And then uh, I even might look for other people that prove the opposite position. So it's self-fulfilling.
5: Exactly, and those patterns are really hard to get out of and hard to unpack. So starting off with realistic expectations and one thing that happy couples also do is they tell their partner what they expect out of the relationship. Hmm. So if I expect that we spend all leisure time together or we don't spend all leisure time together, I need to tell you that. Because if you don't know my expectations for a happy, good relationship in your head or my head, yeah. then you, that you can't meet those expectations. And again, frustration occurs.
0: And then I'll, then we're mad because they're not meeting our unstated expectations. <laughs> isn't right, it and it's as you said, so are
5: unstated how are you going to read what's in my mind
0: it's so crazy so when they when they're learning all of this and i mean i know you have you speak a lot you have books and i mean what should we be doing with your information as a couples out there thinking and and really A, I mean get the book and watch the pbs special what should we be doing as couples when we hear about some of these differences How do we not just let this learning pass?
5: Going and talking to our partner or spouse about these differences and saying, Help me understand more why you're like this and I'm like this. Yeah. So instead of taking it, oh no, we're different, I can't deal with it, both of us need to come and try to understand more clearly or carefully why you are the way you are and why the way I am the way I am. Don't try to change me right. because change is not possible like that. I can't make you change and be me, but appreciate and accept differences. And when we can accept and appreciate those differences, differences then we can move forward. And, and also, Matt, I think what I found from my long-term study is that good, happy relationships don't take hard work, what they take is consistent, regular work. Right. So I can't say every year or every month I'm going to do something and try something, but do something little every single day instead, because it's consistent, regular attention and communication that's important rather than big lots one or twice a year.
0: Yeah, that's where it seems you seem overwhelmed in the end because it's I can't tell you how many times I've heard someone say, well, we, yeah, we've talked about this and nothing ever changes. Um, but just something simple, huh? just a tiny little act and regu- regularly focusing on it. It almost seems like that's why 45 to 50 percent of marriages fail is because half of us don't have the discipline to actually be consistent in anything. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it might not even be a marriage problem. Sometimes it's just a consistency problem.
5: Exactly. And I know that many listeners are saying, oh, I don't have time, I have kids, I work. Sure. All it takes is doing or saying something simple to start it off. So saying I love you, giving a hug when your partner comes home, saying thank you for recognizing me, thank you for noticing me, thank you for helping me around the house, I love your new haircut, making me my favorite dessert, is sending me a greeting card in the mail, emailing me, texting me. One of those every single day for a few weeks will get you into much more of a positive focus, and then you can add other things or recognize each other. But starting off simple is so very powerful in a long-term relationship.
0: Instead, they'll, no, well, we're just always arguing, and if you take all of that time arguing... (laughs) and just went to your simple model and did something simple every day, you might eliminate some arguments. You also would start feeding it. I see a lot of couples that come in, they're done, they're exhausted. I call it starved. They can't take any more. But they're so dead that the energy to resuscitate it is just too much. And you're thinking, if we could just feed them a little bit every day, like you're saying, we might have more energy to go to some of the bigger issues
5: and when you start simple and start positive yeah. then it's easier like you said to deal with the negatives but starting to fix the problems and only focusing on the negative just perpetuates the negativity and i think negativity breeds more negativity yeah. but the positive focus will get you will rub off on both of you will motivate you to move forward and then you can work out Those problems much easier.
0: Love that. What, uh, as we wrap it up, Doc, this is again, we're talking to Dr. Terry Orbach. Go check out her website, www.drterrythelovedoctor.com, or go check out her book. Uh, She's got five best selling books, for heaven's sakes. Once you get started, it's going to be all Dr. Orbach for about. (laughs) a month, um, that check out her book, Finding Love, Again, Six Simple Steps to a New and Happy Relationship. Dr. Orbach, as you think about it, what would you say overall in understanding a difference and, 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 and managing effectively our differences, what's the key? What's the one thing that you see, and maybe it's already what you've talked about, do the simple little things, what's the one thing that makes the biggest difference in truly loving and celebrating our differences in marriage?
5: Well, I think there are two keys. First, becoming aware of the differences between you and your partner, accepting those differences and not trying to change the other person huge. is first key, huge. And the second is what we talked about at the end, is that really give consistent, regular attention. It doesn't have to be big, but simple doing or saying every single day something to your partner those two things will make a huge difference in terms of long-term happiness and stability of your relationship
0: love it terry you're the best thank you so much uh we're thank gonna have to so have, have you back
5: me, Matt. it's been great
0: and good luck with that uh the pbs special as well Keep up the great Thank work.
5: so much. Secrets from the Love Doctor.
0: Secrets from the Love Doctor airing locally on your PBS stations. Just go check it out. Go, uh, go look into your local listings to see when that's going to be airing in your area. We're going to take a break and come back, uh, talk a little bit more about um, kind of our expectations and even our identity, where we kind of get our identity In our marriages, um, sometimes that destabilizes us as well. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. Victoria is still holding down the board, doing a great job. Our own little Sky Boy is away at Sky Camp. Uh, getting his shots, is uh, getting some tests done on some little critters we found growing on his head. Um, that's actually not true. We don't know where he is. He's missing. If any of you see Skyboy, tell him to call home. One eight five five chat BYU. And uh, but now we have Hannah Montana and Meritocracy in the room with us. Uh, both students of uh, of motion picture. And movies. And apparently you guys think we're set up to fail when it comes to uh, the movie world.
4: Yes, we are absolutely set up to fail and have unrealistic expectations.
0: Have you not seen um, Jerry Maguire?
4: Jerry Jerry Maguire. Jerry
0: Maguire is the, it is the symbolic, it is the epitome of the relationship. We complete each other. No. Okay. (laughs) Just checking. Okay.
4: Well, um, I want to talk about a couple of like the protagonist characters within okay. movies that are super unrealistic. Um, there's the main girl. She's perfect, but she doesn't know she is. Uh, she's the so- humble
0: main perfect girl.
4: Yeah. And she sets up this idea. Also, she's really, really hard to get, really hard to get for the, whoever the main guy is who is also exotic, rich, handsome, yeah. sensitive, while also masculine. Yeah. They're never a lerp. Is-
0: Have you noticed that? They're just never a lerp. <laughs> They're just wonderful people.
4: Well, actually, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Scott Pilgrim is quite a, he's not a good person. Like, he is a really bad boyfriend throughout yeah. the whole movie.
5: Okay. Yet people
4: still root for him. Like, Go. it's the whole idea of the underdog, that mm-hmm. we're either rooting for the underdog or we're rooting for the perfect man, when usually it's somewhere in between. You're
0: just, re- you're just trying to, really, so you're saying in real life, it, there's just regular people. Yeah. And no one's
4: perfect. It's, it's kind of weird. Hmm. I know that doesn't make a whole lot of sense that we wouldn't talk about like boring people. but
0: yeah, Well, who would watch a movie with just average people? That's just called <laughs> – that's family night.
4: Yeah, they have to be ridiculously good-looking and perfect in every way. But I think Mary and I both agree that one of our favorite characters was that old person or just this random character that you're not really sure what their purpose is the entire movie. And then all of a the sudden they give this really amazing advice yeah. that just, just, you know, changes give your everything. your heart away. You Love know, like, her. like
2: ever after, like Leonardo da Vinci, he's like not there for any purpose except for the end of the movie he tells her to go get the girl. Yeah. See? That's like the only reason he's there.
0: See, that's what you need. We all need that little old curmudgeonly non-player. I need to non-player. find a little
2: man who looks like Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. He will tell me the way. Yeah.
0: Well, ironically, I just saw one walk down the hall.
2: Really? Better go chase after him. But
0: you were in here working.
2: I yes. Yeah, Get I ever do. to your
0: oh, little cubicle. <laughs> what? Uh, so that's that's good insight.
2: Yeah. Well, so here's the funny thing. Antagonists. Are actually the normal people? Okay. In 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 movies, yeah. especially chick flicks. So think about this. Um, there's a great movie, written, directed, starred Michael Showalter. It's called The Baxter. I'm guessing you haven't heard of it. No. Yeah. Most people haven't. But the idea is—is that, is that like
0: Transformers? No. not Okay. Because I I've seen that.
2: Oh yeah. Like yeah, <laughs> that's really that's loud Transformers right cool there. stuff. Um, no. So the idea is that the Baxter is the guy who gets. Left at the altar. So think of it. So you're at the end of a chick flick, yeah. and things have gone wrong, and the girl is about to marry the guy that everybody knows is wrong for her, and she knows that he's wrong for him. But you know, there's nothing against him. Yeah. He's kind of like this upstanding. He's a great guy, steady, solid kind. Uh-huh. He's super nice. but yeah. He's just kind of like That's that so Blair. true. He gets left at the altar and that's the Baxter. And it's we never nice see the next story. Who is never appreciated. Right. So that's what the movie The Baxter is, is they yeah. talk about how the Baxter falls in love. But think about it. He's it's just a so normal true. guy. And then we all cheer when he gets left at the altar. See, how that, awful is that?
0: That's what's wrong with this country. <laughs> we're leaving good people at the altar and we're marrying good. Deadbeats and lurks.
4: <laughs> yep. Well, it's just we paint the protagonist or the good guy as you know the good guy when really he's a wild card. Well, the only can reason get a they like guy. him is because it's exciting well, and it's you and know, always dramatic. At the end,
2: even if this guy has been like he's adventurous and he's never held a job in his life, etc. He's yeah. like some sort of artist. But at the end, he he's, comes yeah. and he's like, "I'm going to get a job and I'm going to support this now. So it's like he'll always change for her. But that's, I don't think that's exactly no. how it works. Most okay,
0: let me of the just time. point something out as a relationship expert and a doctor.
2: Okay.
0: Those are the people that divorce. Yeah.
2: He-
0: the antagonist is going to go find a really wonderful, solid, caring, mutually loving, connectable person that loves to be with him. They'll go be happy and they'll make millions of dollars <laughs> and they'll pay for these other jerks. <laughs>
2: So their lives may not be as exciting as a movie, but more successful. Like how
0: many times have you seen the really hot romantic guy come in and break up a relationship? Yeah. Have become unfaithful in a relationship. And then we, we romanticize that. That's messed
4: yeah.
2: up. But see, and then how do you solve it? In well, the end? Yeah. So. And the
4: solutions in the movie are terrible. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to write a letter that's really heartfelt and just says why you should pick me over this here's other one, guy. Here's one
2: from Jane Austen. You pierce my soul. I've oh, please. Hey, watch
0: Transformers. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> if you want your soul pierced, Transformers.
2: Yeah. Or, you know, he could always just... There's always the airport chase scene. Yeah. That is an option. Yeah. Yeah. in Somehow the wedding he got door, through security without well, a ticket. now he'd be
0: tased.
4: He'd <laughs> well, be someone, taken down
3: and
2: strip searched. Yeah. Someone yeah. buys him a ticket. Yeah, some, like one of the attendants buys him a ticket. It's again, it's the little old man who just hands him one of his tickets. Here you and go, he's pal. Like, yeah.
0: See?
4: I think my favorite is busting in the wedding right before yeah. I do, and I'm like, "Really? Do you when
0: know how, you, that you, that far? how that
2: the guy kind of feels? Expensive. <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you know how much this wedding costs? <laughs> that's good insight.
2: Yeah. So you know what? Don't take relationship mm. advice from movies. I mean, that's not all movies, of course. I have to say that as a filmmaker. But don't you think
0: the kiss at the end fixes everything? Again, like, that it, kiss. It has to
2: have the the huge shot, the dolly yeah. shot that like zips around yeah. them, so it looks like the world is spinning around right. their kiss. It's not. You wait no, till you divorce happen. you two. When they divorce, <laughs> your world
0: will be spinning. Yeah. That seemed negative. Yeah. You works. guys did a great job.
2: Well, thank you. You well, even brought
0: up it. protagonist and antagonist. Technical, those, technical we, terms Those, those are two words I don't think we've ever used on the show.
4: Do I get an award? <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's really this is really easy. This is where it
0: would be great if we had like music <laughs> from the Transformers.
3: <laughs> or just a soundtrack
0: We could go out you know what? with, I with somebody I can of make that if piercing. we
2: just kind of like make growling noises I yeah, think we just... had it covered. Okay.
0: Okay. You guys start making growling noises I'm going to I'm going to exit. Okay. This <laughs> is the Matt Townsend show. Uh, we've learned a lot. We've learned words, protagonist, antagonist, and you know, sometimes the guy at the altar is the stud. Go ahead, leave him. You take your little deadbeat and go somewhere else. This is the Matt Townsend show. We're talking about differences, our gender differences, and marriage. We're coming back with uh, Mark Waite. He's going to weigh in on this as well. This is the Matt Townsend show right here on Sirius XM One Forty Three BYU Radio. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. He's entered the room. Mark Waite is joining us. He likes to be called the man. Just the man. The myth, the legend. Let's finish it. Uh, Mark Waite uh, is... <laughs> I, said, I
6: have no response to I know, that. I'm
0: waiting for you to just... <laughs> I not to Because you go. said, let me just lead, and I'm just going to lead, and yeah, you'll you follow wherever I go. Grab the ball and run with it, Matt. Uh, Mark Waite is kind of... A lot of times we have, um, we have a lot of females on the show... And then we... Just
6: now. I mean, I was worried that they were yeah. ganging up on you. Well,
0: you know, no. It's been a very pleasant discussion.
6: Yeah.
0: Are you afraid of spiders?
6: Uh, repulsed by them. Is that the same thing?
0: Okay, see? Now some would say, I'll kill them. leave your man card. You'll kill him! You'll kill him. Oh, it. you'll kill him! Okay,
6: not happy about it. Okay,
0: I've got some. This is going to be good because so the show, they're so evil.
6: They ha- they have a certain malevolence. Yeah, other bugs don't bug me, but the fact that these guys are they're watching you and then they yeah. run away. You you
0: know that they probably aren't even paying attention to you. They just no think, no no. Hey, they watch me at
6: night while I sleep. Well, they line up. Do they? <laughs> and they watch me. Hey, I'm pretty sure of that.
0: Mark, um, have you talked to anybody about this?
6: To you right no, now? No, like I
0: mean, like a therapist. You know, in session with some meds on board, because <laughs> the, the bugs aren't watching. I thought you
6: now. were charging me by the hour. I mean, we're, <laughs> yeah, we're doing what's your, your What's your rate? We'll do your know. You show don't me your rate know. card.
0: You can't see my rate card. It's uh, it'll cost you a lot. Um, you tell me this because you're you're a, you love cars. So Mark Waite, by the way, is the one of the hosts from of the uh, show through the garage door. I always call it uh, open the door of the garage. I don't quite get the name of your show.
6: I don't get it either. But I didn't pick it. It's almost
0: like you're looking through the garage door, and Mark is there.
6: It's like you know garage bands, yeah. And like we're, it's like Alice through the looking glass, but oh, we're going through, through a, garage, a door garage door to find those garage bands. And yeah. then we don't play any music from garage bands. We just play like legitimate music. You play from good legitimate
0: bands. like rock and roll classics. You and Don Shaline, right, right? It's uh, the good stuff. So think of talking about garage doors. You also love cars.
6: Mm-hmm. Let's say you're driving
0: in your Mustang. You're hot, limeish green. What's the color? Candy apple. It's,
6: the technical name is gotta have it green. Gotta have I'm it green. I'm not kidding you.
0: Okay, you're, I believe it. You're sporting your gotta have it green Mustang, souped up, V16. I don't know. V6. I'm assuming. V8. Eight, eight. It's a V8. Sorry. No offense. Uh, blankety Six. blank turbo. Blankety blank Cobra. Blankety blank fast car. Fast car. You're driving down the freeway at uh-huh. 72 miles an hour.
6: Uh, 74, probably. You go 74 because you think yeah. you,
0: you can get away with that. Uh, Nine over. Yeah. Okay.
6: That's it sticks out like a sore thumb, though, so I am a Okay, so answer
0: me this, Spider Boy. Uh, spider, you look up, right, like where you turn your lights on in your console on your ceiling. I could what I would to open my sunroof. Black and there's widow. a spider sitting right there, yeah. checking me out. I Seventy-four a, miles an hour.
6: I had a giant spider in my truck a couple of weeks ago. What did you squeal? You squealed. I squealed like a little girl, and then I swerved <laughs> madly from lane to lane until it finally <laughs> fell out. It flew out the window.
0: Oh, that's funny. What would your wife have done? See, she wouldn't have done that.
6: No, we're we're both willing to kill spiders. But she
0: wouldn't uh, have squealed. She would have stayed in her cool, calm, collected nature. The woman's had babies. Okay. She can handle a spider at 74 miles an hour.
6: Now you've just struck on something that does matter to me. Okay. Um, Prissy, high-maintenance women, got no time for them. Got no use for it. Give me a tomboy any day.
3: (laughs) That can
0: kill a spider and tune up your car.
6: No, no, she won't go anywhere near a car. But I mean, she rode horses when she was a teenager. See? She owned horses. Yeah, she's she was real. an outdoor girl. She's legit. riding her bike around, and and the the, the prissy Barbie. I mean, you know, I, prissy, hey, but
0: it's just that's, the, that's just it's not for me. But they just they want to look good. They want to stay clean. It's not prissy. It's just they're just press princesses. on nails. They I have, just want I have,
6: nails. I have yeah, with with the too much makeup oh, and the, uh, you know. But what if I mean give me all natural. You know, it's like it goes back to the thing. These are the things that God has made and these are the things that man has yeah, made. Yeah, you like that. The things that God has made are always better when it comes to food, when it comes to like just natural. Yeah, it's healthier. I'm not talking about you know she she wears makeup. She's not a she's not a granola yeah. gal. Um she shaves, you know. That's good. But she doesn't put on a half pound of makeup either morning either. She, she so can get like, away with minimal makeup and still look good. That that's important that's to me. That's really
0: good. That's interesting. See, I like I think that's a you have this different. Now, what does she say about you? She wants she doesn't want a prissy boy all preppy. Well oh, I'm
6: still in charge. Don't get me wrong.
0: You're still in charge of you or her or both of well, you. Well, I what? mean,
6: you know, when it, when it comes down to You still take charge. final decisions. Mm-hmm. Who's the man of the house? No, she's not the man of the house. You're not, still not in charge.
0: Show. Oh my heavens. You're going to get killed. I'm large in charge. But now wouldn't it be better that we're in charge together?
6: Oh, absolutely. Okay. I, no, no, no. I, I'm you're not, not saying so, that. But like, you, you're still the man. You're not, still playing the man. I'm not running roughshod, but when ultimately when it comes down to the final decision, yeah. she defers to me. She, she wants it that way. Well,
0: don't, maybe what she's done. In
6: fact, she used to date a lot of guys who were maybe a little too passive. Yeah. And, and she did not go for that. She wanted somebody who knew his own mind and who would make a decision and run with it and okay, stick to it. Here's what I'm betting, Mark. I'm betting she actually has already made the
0: decision and then has then conjured it up in a way that you now think you're making it, but it's already ready to go.
6: Taming of the Shrew, Shakespeare. He nailed it. Yeah. Uh, he yeah, figured it out. Sweet Kate, pretty Kate. Yeah. She, when she finally – she's always railing against Petruchio and he's always in charge and he's forcing the issue. And then she finally gets it. She finally goes, you know what? All I have to do is uh, – what is it? You can catch more flies Yeah, with, with honey with than honey. vinegar. When she finally starts going passive and letting him think that he's mm-hmm. getting his way, then she finally gets control of that relationship. See, I – It's a brilliant
0: play. It's a brilliant play. Have you ever seen My Big Fat Greek Wedding? Oh, yeah. Favorite line of all time. She's talking to the daughter. The daughter's about to get married. The daughter's kind of a new age, you know, progressive, doesn't need no man, but she's marrying one and loves him to death. And the mom says, honey, you need to remember that the husband is the head of the family. And the girl just rolls her eyes like, oh, mom, you're so old fashioned. And then the mom winks and says, but remember, honey, the woman is the neck, and the woman can move the neck or the head anywhere she wants it moved. Boom! Power and strength. That's interesting. That actually means that they're just letting us pretend like we're leading it a lot of times.
6: uh, A a clever person – can be manipulative. I'm grateful that Marla's not a manipulative individual, at yeah. least as far as I know. Right? Well, you, well, right? She it, it, calls. It, she, she, she says good. she's yeah. She's Thirty gone. years next month. And Is she's, it really? Yeah. She's.
0: See, we learned earlier that. Um, see, men need to like be. Everyone needs it, but in this study that uh, Dr. Terry Orbach did, it was the idea that men need to kind of be verbally stroked, validated. Kind of you know, pampered, taken care of. And it doesn't mean you have to become like subservient to them. That's just their need. Women need safety in knowing that if there's a conflict, we'll resolve it. We don't leave each other hanging on conflict. So the ideal is we can all be strong. You can be a tomboy or a prissy. You just wouldn't marry the prissy. You'd marry the tomboy. We can be different and still meet each other's needs and each of us can be more submissive than sometimes we want to be publicly or we could be stronger than we sometimes would maybe play publicly don't you think
6: well we all have our insecurities and maybe it's two different flavors of insecurity yeah. a masculine a insecurity yeah. and a female insecurity but uh, yeah I, you know hopefully it's it's a 50-50 deal yeah right it's never going to be perfect. Sometimes it's forty sixty. Yeah. You know, hopefully it's not ninety ten. Right? Then you're way off base. Yeah. You know, one of them, both of you, right. really for for one person to be that passive is unhealthy. For yeah. the other one to be that aggressive is unhealthy. And
0: it'll rotate, don't you think? Like I always see oh, people so. say, you know, it's got to be reciprocal. Um, and I mean, I kind of believe overall, yeah. Like I love you, you love me. I meet your needs, you meet my needs. But I've also found there's a day. In our lives when it will no longer be reciprocal, where your love sometimes might only be one way. Like a woman, my mother-in-law, my grandparents-in-law, my mother and grandmother-in-law got Alzheimer's and forever. She was always taking care of my grandfather, always serving him, doing all this stuff. He'd bring home the check. They had a good life, but he didn't have to ever like serve her to as much level as she served him forever. But eventually when she got Alzheimer's, he had to serve her. And it became – it was no longer reciprocal per se. It was very one-sided. It was his turn. <laughs> uh, it was now his turn. Right. And what I'm afraid of is sometimes we always think marriages have to be reciprocal, and um, which they do. But we should be learning a higher level than just reciprocal is let's let's do it reflectively. Like let's love each other not just because you loved me. I'm going to love you because it's right. I believe in it and I made a commitment. So when I love you just cuz that's what my beliefs are, that seems to go better than just thinking ah uh, yeah I, I'll I'll talk to her if she'll touch me. Well, I'll touch you if you'll talk. And we just sit there like Oh yeah. You go first. Playing, no, playing you go first. Playing the ping pong, yeah.
6: Of, yeah, the the silent treatment yeah. or whatever. And and it, it changes day by day, but you know if if she's cranky and I'm okay, no problem. Yeah. That's if right, I'm cranky, and she's okay, no problem. Life's good. It's on those days when, unfortunately, we're both cranky. <laughs> that's it, and then huh? sparks begin Game to fly. On. Yeah, and, that's why
0: you just—that's why you just have a cranky alert.
6: But uh, well, I mean, yeah, you, you you learn over time if you have any sort of wisdom to see the signs and to start backing off. Yeah, you know, because the, it always comes back to the pride versus humility. Totally, pride—it's always a competition. I'm right. You're wrong, yeah. and by golly, I'm going to prove that I'm right, yeah. and I'm going to prove that you're wrong, and that just never, never works because the other person instantly sets up the defense mechanisms, yeah. and then to them, it's Off all just go. like it's the teacher on Charlie Brown. Wah, 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 wah. They're not hearing anything. <laughs> That's right. No words. No communication <laughs> is happening. Lots of words. No communication. I so relate Because of those to that. defense mechanisms. I know. They're right? kicked
0: in, and you're already flooded chemically. And you're already sure what the fight's going to be because we have it every month or every two weeks or every time we need a check or every whatever. Then we just go into our script and it's all scripted. It's like yeah. no one's even living anymore. We're yeah. just scripted.
6: Well, uh, hopefully, I mean, thank heaven. That as we age, we mellow a little bit. As is that what way, happens? It's a slow thing. Thirty
0: years you've been married. Do you sense mellowing, or do you sense you're growing and, and getting adapting? Like, is it just you're being worn out and you're less able to hear? <laughs> yeah. You're less I give up, less energy. The white
6: flag. Because <laughs> I don't want <laughs> to. Whatever get you old. say, darling. Yeah, yeah. No. You don't
0: want to just have that, but or do you sense you're actually getting better?
6: I, th- I think I am slowly getting better. Where, you know, I mean. If you touch the fire and it's hot, you're supposed to be smart enough to go, wow, don't ever touch that. Yeah, that that hurt. And human relationships should work that way where over time we go, you know what? Last time I was so sure I was right that I forced the point and it just got ugly and then I felt bad, she felt bad, and Mm. nothing was accomplished. So be a little bit smarter next time and just let it go. Oh, yeah. Like i said before, sometimes it's better to just shut yeah. your yap. Let it go. It doesn't have to be. You don't want to. It takes patience. <laughs> no, your ego is involved. But you have to, yeah, you have to push the ego aside, you know what, for my own preservation, for my own happiness. If I'm going to be happy mm-hmm. three hours from now or three days from now, just shut up right now. Yeah, I love And then it. everything's cool. Yeah. And I like. And she you has were... to do that for me, too. It's not a one-way thing. Right. I mean, she, she's no, biting it's her be mutual. tongue with me.
0: I like what you were saying earlier because – so, I mean, um, we sometimes we need people to be...
6: People need people. People. It's not good for man to be alone. Hold on. That, Is that Helen R- or, uh, No, that's the Bible. It's not good no, for man alone. I know, no, to but what's the song? <laughs> P- yeah, but people. P- people who need people. People who need people. Barbara Stryson. Barbara Stryson.
0: Um, anyway, I can just see your face. One thing, though, um, I knew a guy who, you know, when they got older... He was this really successful person. But when he got older, he ended up kind of taking over his wife's – he retired. He took over his wife's domain. He became a better cook, a better cleaner, a better everything. And she no longer had her identity to bring to this relationship. So kind of what you were saying earlier, sometimes it's good to just let him still be the man in certain ways. Let him kill the bug even though. Or let him, or let her, still be the woman, whatever role that makes for her. Let her be and bring her identity to, to the game. We need to let people still play their roles, even when, you know, we don't need them to. Well, I, I don't need you to. Yeah, I, I can kill my I, own bug.
6: Last time I talked about yin and yang because yeah. I mean that is the perfect symbol. By the way, Chinese place, go get food. Yeah.
0: Great Chinese food.
6: Really? Where?
0: Yin and Yang, South uh, State.
6: Yeah. Uh, Two intertwined, interlocked opposites that perfectly complement each other that are identical and yet completely opposite. I mean that's an ideal. Yeah. Yes, you want a friend for life that you can relate to the same things and you like the same things. But you don't want to be identical no. people either because no. then you're not completing each other because yeah. your weaknesses – are not compensated for by her strengths or vice versa. Yeah. You you want You don't want to be married your spouse to spouse to have some <laughs> strengths that you don't have, right? To compensate for your own weakness.
0: Uh, I totally agree. And by the way, just to point out, that is the second time you've gone all yen or zen and you've gone all sensei
6: on us. Well grasshopper, when you can take this stone <laughs> from my hand, it will be time for you to leave.
0: You and you also brought in scripture. Really? See, See, I'm. this is why we're bringing you in <laughs> because you can go from scripture to Zen, yin yang, also Chinese place on South state.
6: Is it a buffet? I love It's a, good a buffet. buffet.
0: You got to love a good Chinese buffet. A uh, Skyboy works there. Really? He actually just dresses up like a panda bear and waves.
6: <laughs> I don't know why. Twirls the sign.
0: Yeah. sign I think that's where he is for this week. He's out twirling signs. Get in here for the buffet. A free wonton. If <laughs> <laughs> you buy the buffet. Um, you bring it all in and scripture, and you brought your wife in i 'm
6: all about keeping it real.
0: you man. are totally real you 're the bomb
6: I thought that was the man you are the, man the, my, myth, the man, the myth the legend
0: you can find Mark Waite uh, two places, well, three places if you count um his parole hearings. <laughs> you can find him at the through the garage door on b y u radio.
6: Regularly, we week nights, week nights, ten o'clock, mountain,
0: east, ten o'clock mountain, which is midnight weeknights. Eastern time, which is when you'd want to listen to it.
6: it's like every night. Let's just say every night.
0: Or yeah. go to radio dot org, classical eighty nine. You can get, you can. Can Classic they listen to you streaming it?
6: Classical 89 is a different radio station. We're on BYU Radio right now. I know, this we, is BYU Radio Can we stream
0: now. you somehow on Classical? Uh, yes, you can.
6: Classical89.org.
0: This is a guy. You that, could be in China. He can you could sit be at the Yin
6: and Yang Banquet right now streaming Classical 89.
0: And hear your beautiful, melodic voice talking about...
6: This is my normal voice. Yeah,
0: which is so awkward. Talking about Bach. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Mark wait, we're going to cut you loose so you can get back to your other show. Thanks for the thanks, the Matt. You're the best. We're gonna be back, wrapping up the show, talking about unrealistic wants right here on BYU Radio. Yeah! Welcome to the Mad Townsend Roundup. That's cool. I just made that up. The Roundup. We're rounding up the show and uh, got the gang all in here. Uh, yeah, thy thyroid. Rice
1: Thyroid Tobin. Thyroid? What? Uh, now I'm
0: just throwing them all out there now. Until you give me your middle name, I'm making them up.
1: Good. So you don't of, like thigh? That's kind of what you've... No, thyroid. Well, thyroid's your full name. We're just going to call you thigh. Thigh is the nickname. <laughs>
3: don't
0: you think Thai would be better than thigh? Maybe. Yeah, you don't want your nickname to be like a body part. Hey, neck.
1: What's up, glute?
0: <laughs> hey, Lobe. Lobe. That's cute. Ugh. Hey, uh, as we wrap up the show, we're talking expectations. And some of us have unrealistic expectations in our relationships. some unrealistic wants that we just never question. Right, Hannah Montana? Like you, for example. You think that your boyfriend should want to rub your feet every night.
4: He should want that. that, that I, think that's, I still think that's
2: reasonable.
0: Okay. Well, he's not. I do here, have some unrealistic ones, but, but he I feel like
4: that's pretty reasonable.
0: You, you do? Yeah. Okay. Well, he called. In and, the show. Well, yeah, he actually call, he calls me every day. Oh. We talk about an hour, and he says, <laughs> he, "Can you do something to get Hannah Montana to not make me rub her feet every day?"
4: How? I, I don't believe him that. He okay. he says he loves rubbing my feet. So. Well, who are you going to believe? My One of
0: us has a show, Hannah. <laughs> One of us doesn't. Thought <laughs> you got something?
1: I would say my unrealistic expectation that I know is unrealistic but I don't care Yeah, uh, is that I expect someone to be okay with silence. Weird. Oh, here comes Merritt. Look out.
2: Is that unrealistic? Because if so, I've got something to do.
0: <laughs> do you, now, it's interesting. Do you like that idea?
2: I love silence, yes.
0: Well, have I'm you guys thought – Anyway, just because we're going
2: to ignore that.
0: I mean, the irony of that is that you, I
1: just threw up on the mic.
0: Don't throw up. <laughs> we're gonna you need guys new can mic. date people from the show.
2: <laughs> no, what? you can't. Um, no, but silence. I feel like that's reasonable. Yeah, I, love I don't that. think that's unrealistic.
3: There's um, nothing I, okay, wrong with silence. Okay, then you need
1: to talk to some of the girls up have been dating because.
2: Bryce, you're dating the wrong girls.
1: Well, duh. <laughs> well, no, but maybe it's
0: the kind <laughs> we, of silence. We know that
1: now. <laughs> no,
0: Bryce, let's get into it for real. Let's talk about it. it's the silence. Your silence isn't silent. It's kind of like. it's, <laughs> it's calling me a mouth breather. It's
2: creeper. like vindictive. Yeah. He stares. Your nostrils flare. <laughs> at the that's it.
0: That's it. See, that's not silence. So I grit just my teeth. Out. Yeah, your teeth are grinding. Can ah. you hear that? See, that's a good one. They should want that. I think. Uh, do I have an unrealistic expectation? Oh, yeah. I think my wife should want me to get out hunting. Deer Hunter 2014. Do you think she should want me to hunt? I mean, what what woman do, doesn't want their husband to
1: learn the art of killing animals?
5: Me.
1: <laughs> the art of killing animals. I like how you phrase that. That There's makes it sound like it that. isn't disgusting.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's unrealistic. Matt. It's
0: not like you just can kill a buffalo. I don't know, four hundred feet away. You know, you need buff- a headshot.
2: Buffaloes. Is that the plural? Buffalo like we, down yeah, in myself. We just call them bee dogs. Um, <laughs> I, think, I, I think it works like moose. are they like, like endangered? Isn't that a problem? Aren't they like
0: – Yeah, remember this is an app. wiped out. This is an app. It's an app.
2: Don't you think that virtual behavior can lead to real behavior, Matt? Actually, yes. Okay.
0: Because I have started (laughs) killing zombies. Wait, wait, you lit up when you said that. So you're like, yes, that's the idea. Because I didn't think it did. And I was totally against that because that's just silly. But I have started killing zombies. So I've moved from animals to zombies. So there's a natural correlation that I'm now still on an app. But, you know, when maybe I'll just start killing real zombies
4: my dad flew in the other week and he was telling me about something he used to expect from my mom and i thought it was hilarious what apparently they used to like fight about it my dad would get really mad that my mom would get cold yeah that's he was just like you need to buy a coat and he's like i'm wearing a coat and he's like yeah well then be tough like stop tough up stop being a wimp you're too cold (laughs) drink
1: some hot cocoa deal with it
4: (laughs) that's
0: so interesting um I've got that one. I would expect that my wife would take the, her hair out of the brush that comes off of her head when she brushes her hair. I would expect that.
1: I'm wondering how with your sisters, how you dealt with that. Well, I'm, I hate hair. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think anyone's a big fan. Yeah. But, but like there had to be- Because of- my
0: sisters tortured me and they'd brush their long share hair over <laughs> my face while they were holding me down. So from since then, I don't like hair. And my wife's got a lot of it. Tons of hair. And it then gets stuck in her brush. And I would expect that she would remove all of that hair before I use her brush. Now, some would say, why don't you get your own brush? I did. And then she takes then she it over. And she
1: took that one
0: too. I would expect <laughs> her not to take the brush that I bought for me because of her hair problem. But she did. And then she gummed that one up.
1: You need to just hide one, yeah. your own little. I just brush. need to go bald. <laughs> just,
0: That'll teach you. you. Should put it in a
4: safe next to your bed. See,
0: expectations are weird, don't you think? Like, funny how they're respect. also selfish. Yeah, it's almost like it's about us.
2: Yeah, why is it always bad. about us?
0: Hmm. Do you notice how Victoria's quiet? she's not like Skyboy. by now sky would be saying something
2: that's true i
4: have a story oh boy yes. my mom my mom said that when her and my dad got married the thing that they would fight about the most was he would never put the cap back on the toothpaste yeah and it drove her nuts why she that just, is not okay i don't know it's really but not she not okay. said it would just bug her she was like seriously dude like it's not that hard and they
2: would fight about it all the no, time. No, that's
0: true yeah you know my what I like?
2: Argued about cutting onions. Apparently, there's a right way and a wrong way. But yeah. Loading my mom wasn't dishwashers. Aware
1: of that. No, no. The right way to cut onions is to take the onion and throw it in the trash because onions are disgusting. <laughs> no. And you frozen no onions. Frozen are like onions, the for all frozen good onions food, are already so. cut. Seconding. Boom. Right it's not
0: fresh. Um, that's interesting. The uh, the whole toilet paper roll thing. It's got to fall the right way.
4: And another thing was apparently my mom would like hang up clothes wrong. He's like really my dad's really weird about like it has to face a certain way. Yeah. So they both were just like ridiculous.
0: Isn't that funny? And you don't talk about this beforehand. You don't know how they hang their clothes up. My yeah, wife like, thinks you should hang clothes up. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you don't say like, "Will you marry crazy. me?" but you have to hang your clothes up. Let's this just way. do like, a few tests weird. here. Yeah. Right. So, hmm. uh, yeah, if you don't live together, there's a bunch of things that probably come up once you're there that's like, "Wow." You don't hang your clothes up that way. You're messed up, don't you messed think, up person. Don't you
0: think you should rub your own feet, though, Hannah? for No, real?
4: no. And I, mean, I got to get back
0: not. to that because I can't. I mean, <laughs> a girl's got to, you know, take care of your own feet.
4: No, my feet are. If as long as my feet are clean, then hmm. James should be rubbing my feet. I, wow, well, I just said his name. We're gonna pretend that didn't happen.
0: James is not his name. <laughs> his name is not James. Redacted. Redacted.
4: It's Bob. His name's
0: Bob. Uh, James. No. You can find him at BYU
1: Radio. He'll be bored out for us on Thursday.
0: Anyway. (gasps) Whoa. (laughs) Um, We did not just say that. Sorry. We're going to ask him about the feet redacted. Anybody else have any uh, ex unrealistic wants in a marriage or relationship? I mean, you guys like the quiet thing? I get that. I like that.
1: Look, some people just want to talk, and I want some people to just shut up. Can't we, sometimes?
0: Okay, what about just when? Can't you just have your own thoughts? Like when someone says, "What are you thinking?"
1: Shouldn't I have the right to just not have a thought? That I there's have to moments tell like you? that. I just want to get a hot air balloon. I just want to disappear off into the skyline, like whoop up yeah. oh, gone. You know, what you do? no, you
0: don't do that. You only have to do this once in your marriage. If they, if you're thinking something, and they say, "What are you thinking?" Then you just you just tell them something that, and you go off for like 20 minutes, <laughs> and they'll never ask you again. What you're thinking? Okay, you just go back. I'm thinking of bring Star Wars into it. Boom, tuned out. Yeah, yeah. Do you know who Jabba the Hutt is?
1: <laughs> Do you even know Han's struggle?
0: Let's go there. Okay. Well, again, I think we see why most of us here are single.
2: This is why we wrap up the show at five. Oh, did the show ends Eastern. Yeah, because because that's when we lose all valid comments. I feel.
0: Oh, I think you're right. I noticed the comment started to slide 39 seconds ago. Okay, we're out of here. I don't need to take a hint. (laughs) Boy, you just slammed it down like that on the radio. It's my job. It's like a
1: marriage. Past 5 o'clock, we're bad at radio, so let's, you know. (laughs) Okay, well, we're out of here. Enjoy
0: the sports show because, you know, they love each other. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be back tomorrow with more ideas, more tools to help you lift your life higher Happier, healthier. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on BYU Radio.